you're listening to episode 51 of the Master Your Mind, Business, and Life podcast. Our first episode of August, and I'm really excited because August marks the one-year anniversary of the podcast. More details on this soon, but I am gearing up for a big giveaway. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at MindBizLife because that is where it's all going down. Today's episode is featuring Natasha Weber. Natasha is known as Astro Tosh and is a professional astrologer with a special interest in birth chart analysis. She is a member of the Australian Academy of Astrology and Cosmobiology and a member of the American Federation of Astrologers. Birth charts are one of my favorite things to nerd out on. I am being serious. I love to learn about them and research them, but really, they're just so much fun. And while we're on the topic of astrology, there is this amazing new app out. I am completely addicted to it. It's called The Pattern. Now, this is an astrology app, and it's not just one of those regular old horoscope apps. The Pattern actually um, concentrates and is catered around the, the birth chart. So it's based off of your birth time, the date, and the location. Channing Tatum did a whole tweet series about this on Twitter back in June, and I jumped on the bandwagon in July and now have all of my friends absolutely hooked. It's only available for iPhone users right now, but I really encourage you to download this app and just play around. It also has a social networking feature built in, so you can connect with friends and see how your patterns and behaviors overlap and blend together, and so much more. Um, It's really fun. It really breaks down astrology in an easy-to-learn way that your brain can almost you know, really easily absorb and it's not too much. I would love for you to download it, friend me and, you know, have some fun. Again, it's called The Pattern and I'll be sure to link that in this week's episode notes. Okay. Are you ready to nerd out on all things astrology and meet this week's guest? You know what to do. Tune in, turn it up. Let's go. with everyday world shifters, truth seekers, and rule breakers. Here's your host, Lauren Smith. Hey everyone, it's Lauren Smith. Welcome back to another episode. Today's guest is Natasha Weber of astrotosh.com. Natasha is the resident astrologer for My Body and Soul, Australia's number one health and wellness site. Astrotosh writes horoscopes for Mamma Mia and was thrilled to speak at the Soul Star Festival in Melbourne, Australia recently. Her articles and astrology research have appeared in international publications across the globe. Hi, Natasha. Welcome to the show, and thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me on, Lauren. I'd like to make a really quick note to our audience that Natasha and I have a 14-hour time difference between us, so really just thank you again for staying up late to have this conversation. And we're very brave having this conversation <laughs> during Mercury retrograde, aren't I we? Know. We had a little technology mishap when we first signed on. I was like, well, there's Mercury giving us one last ringer before it goes direct. Exactly. The last day. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we are about to dive into this world of astrology I love astrology. I use it as a tool in my life on a weekly basis. But before we really get started, will you share a little bit with our audience a little bit about yourself? What led you to choosing astrology as your profession? 
Yes. Uh, look, I've always been interested in spirituality. My mother was a clairvoyant and my grandmother was also a clairvoyant. So I've always had that fascination with what's beyond the veil. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew in my heart of hearts that there was something more to this life and that we were part of a bigger picture or part of some sort of synchronicity, I suppose. But my personal journey began in theatre And um, I guess it wasn't until I had my first child that I thought, well, I really need to start using my brains now, uh, moving forward in my own life. (laughs) And (laughs) so I was thinking of a topic to study. Um, I was actually tossing up between naturopathy because I've always had an interest in natural medicine and psychology because I'm fascinated with people and astrology um, because I've always been interested in astrology. I've just had a pull towards it. But I was really, to be really honest with you, I was quite torn at that point in my life. And I I sent out a prayer to the universe. I mean, I literally couldn't sleep for about two weeks because my prayer basically was asking to feel really passionately about something and to be drawn to what I was going to be passionate about for my future years and to be following for forever and a day. Um, And I struggled with it, but I was on the way to a job. I was reluctantly going to a job in the area that I was working at that time, and I was driving past a bookstore. I thought to myself, look, I'll jump out and I'll grab a book on each subject, and in that book there's going to be something that's going to give me the sign that I'm looking for. Mm. And to cut a long story short, I I ended up at the job that I really didn't want to be at. And at that job was a beautiful lady, an Australian astrologer. And uh, it was the job was at a TV network, actually. And I'd been watching her since I was a little girl. And so I'm actually quite shy with my Leo moon. And Leos can be incredibly shy, by the way. Uh, So I struggled with that in childhood. But I, I I plucked up the courage to go and find her at the network and, and, and speak with her because I sort of saw this as, as a big sign from yeah. the universe, right? Um, and she was very generous with her time and she, she eventually put me on to the person who became my teacher because with my Taurus uh, Mercury, I do like to do things thoroughly and properly and that gives me a little practical streak. So, and I'll round this up, but I did end up studying then for three years with a a wonderful teacher with Pam Rowe at the Australian Academy of Astrology and Cosmobiology and um, just fell in love with astrology then. And I think what really kind of got me uh, solidly with astrology was that it's the perfect combination of math and mystic. So it's that grounded science, I believe it's a science, coupled with the spiritual intuition and that esoteric nature. So that then had me forever and uh, that was the beginning of my journey really with astrology, with the studies. Um, After three years of studying, uh, the second year, I might say, being a four-hour math exam uh, filled with formulas and all sorts of scientific uh yes so that was uh interesting (laughs) we did lose half of our class because I think they just came in expecting to talk about the 12 signs and it really is so much more complex than that 
Um, and yes, that was it for me. I fell in love with it and uh, then joined their senior research group after my three years of study. And uh, here we are 18 years later. Wow, 18 <laughs> years. I hear you're crushing it. Oh my goodness. Yep. <laughs> I love that you said that is a lot more than just knowing the 12 signs because mm. I didn't know that. I, I, I honestly just thought my very first perception of astrology was, oh, I'm a Capricorn. <laughs> like that's all, that's all I knew. Um, but it was funny because I never always really felt like a Capricorn. Um, that's my, my sun sign. And I've known a lot of people who, who don't know, you know, they don't really always resonate with that part of them either. Um, so before we really dive more into that, what is a birth chart and how is that used in astrology? Yes. Well, I'm so glad that you brought up about the sun signs. I guess I'm very passionate about bringing that awareness to people um, that they are so much more than their sun sign. And look, I love the sun sign astrology. I write horoscopes. I write for an Australian site called uh, Body and Soul and also for Mamma Mia. So, you know, I do love uh, my horoscopes and I, and people connect with their sun signs because everybody knows their birth date. Mm. But if you do look into astrology more deeply and you do understand a little bit about your birth chart, then you do realise that there's so many more components to astrology, to the birth chart and certainly to a human being than just the sun sign. So uh, in getting back to your question, a birth chart is really what it is, is it's a 360-degree wheel so it's a circle, which is like a map of the heavens at your exact moment of birth. And it is according to your, your time of birth, your date, year, and your location, that is the city and the country of your birth. So assuming that you are smack bang in the middle of that circle at the time of your birth, looking up at the heavens at that moment, then your birth chart is going to be an illustration, if you like, of all of the celestial bodies um, at that moment of birth and the signs that they are in. Mm. So you've got, obviously, in the, in the heavens at your time of birth, you're going to have the sun, you're going to have the moon, Mercury, Venus, Mars, and so on. And with astrology, of course, we look at the planets in the zodiac signs. So your birth chart is depicting your moment of birth according to the heavens and the celestial bodies and their placement in the zodiac signs. Mm. What if someone doesn't know their birth time? How can they be sure to get the uh, accurate information? Yes, and this is a little bit of an issue with astrology, and us astrologers would love hospitals to record people's birth <laughs> <laughs> that would make our life a lot easier because the truth of the matter is the birth time is very important. With the birth time, we can determine um, the faster moving uh, points of the chart, such as your ascendant or your rising sign. So in order to know that, you, you do need to know your birth time. Mm. Um the moon moves quite quickly. The moon will change an entire zodiac sign in about two and a half days. So if I look at a chart and a person doesn't know their time uh, and the moon is 
in the centre, in the middle of that sign, then I can have a pretty good idea that that is their moon sign because I know that the moon will be in that same sign for at least the 24 hours of that date of birth. Um, The time will also determine something called our midheaven, which is our 10th house cusp. And the midheaven is very important because it, um, it can reveal clues and uh, aspects of our the career or the profession we might choose and also our life direction our goals and who we can be at our greatest potential so these are really important things however all is not lost if you don't know your birth time Uh, we can tell a lot about a person and um, give really good advice without knowing the birth time because there are many other further aspects to the chart such as of course your sun sign which is your basic character Um, it can give clues about your vitality your energy levels uh, your your personality so you know this is obviously a very important part of of who we are is the sun sign and the sun is the center of our solar system so this is where sun sign astrology comes into play but then we have uh, we have our Venus sign, which tells us about our love and our relationships. We have Mars, which is, and I'm just being very broad and quick and general here when I'm running through the planets, but Mars um, gives us an idea about our sexuality. It can talk of the males in our lives, our energy also, um, our motivation and our get up and go. Mm. Um, so all the different planets can reveal different aspects to ourselves. Yeah, I, I, um, I didn't even really, you know, I didn't realize this, but if you're seeing a birth chart for the first time, to me, it was kind of like my first time really understanding that we encompass all of the zodiacs signs with within us. Yes. We, we take characteristics from every single one and they embody us in some shape or form. Yes. And, um, you know, what's interesting is I I do daily blogs on my Instagram uh, channel. And I often will say that, uh, for example, an astrological happening is going to be in a certain sign. For example, I'll say Venus is moving into the sign of Leo today and will be in that sign for the next three weeks. And then I'll ask, what do you have in your birth chart in Leo. Where is Leo for you? And this is where you might experience the themes that Venus represents, such as love, relationships, money, luxury, and it will hit a certain area of your life. So, for example, if if Venus is ruling your second house cusp, then the themes around Venus is going to be affecting second house themes, which would Mm. be money in a very generalized term so uh and and people will say to me well I don't know what I have in in Leo but then we refer back to the birth chart and we look where Leo is and and you're right the birth chart does encompass all of the zodiac because it moves right around the entire zodiac with that 360 degree wheel and this is where astrology and I don't want to harp on too much because I think I'll I'll lose your listeners <laughs> but we are um, looking at you know highly mathematical components in the chart where everything is measured in degrees and seconds so 
Yes, so it's 360-degree wheels and that encompasses the entire zodiac there. Mm. Yeah, you're right. We, I, I feel like we could get lost in the sauce talking about that. But yeah. we probably, <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. Just we would trust probably me. lose a couple people who are, this is so new to them. They're like, degrees what? Who? <laughs> yes, exactly. But it's fair to say that you do have all of the zodiac encompassed in your birth chart, which means within yourself in varying degrees. Mm, yeah. Well, let's go back and talk a little bit more um, about some the three, I would say, we can say three main signs that people typically learn about them, which would be sun, moon, and ascending or rising. When yes. I learned mine, um, I'm Capricorn sun, Virgo moon, and Libra rising. And mm-hmm. when I learned that, I felt like I gained a better understanding of myself. So can you break down the difference You've already kind of uh, stated what a sun sign is, but how the moon affect us and what our ascending or rising sign means and why these are good to know. Yes, yes, exactly. So the birth chart and all of the planets within the birth chart, within our birth chart, just reveals different aspects or layers of who we are. A human being is so very complex. So we often do also have conflicting energies in our birth chart or within ourselves. You know, someone might say, well, I've got a um, a Capricorn sun, which is incred- Capricorns are incredibly pragmatic, they're practical, they're earthy, they're grounded, they're serious. And yet if you have, for example, a, um, what did you say, you have a Libra moon? Libra, rise, a, Libra rising. A Libra rising. So yeah. the Libra rising is very, it loves aesthetic beauty. Um, if, so if there are com- um not compromising, but conflicting energies. So whereas one might be serious and the other might be more the social butterfly and and, and a little bit more flighty, then someone might look at that and say, well, that doesn't make sense. One would negate the other. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, is that rather than negating, it's providing balance. So I think when you're saying you understood yourself better, perhaps you don't see yourself necessarily as all serious and completely practical. You might have an element of um, the Libran air quality to you that gives you um, more of a romantic feel to life and you might resonate with that more strongly. And, of course, it would depend what that Libran rising is doing. That could be very strongly placed if it's connecting in with your moon by way of... um, I'm trying not to get too mathematical here, but we do look at the mathematical connections between everything within the birth chart. Mm. So if your Libra and rising is strongly placed, then you might just resonate more with that and you might feel that the Capricorn sun isn't as strong for you. Mm. Is it best to read when you're looking at your horoscope, is it good to read for both your sun and your rising sign? Oh, what a fantastic question. (laughs) I'm always harping on about this and this is where I really want to bring a bit of integrity to astrology through the sun signs through the horoscopes um you know we've said that people are so much more than their sun sign but the sun sign is still important but in order to give a little bit more accuracy to reading the horoscopes I always say please read for your rising sign and combine it with your sun sign Mm. and if I had my pick in fact you know what's funny is I'm a Gemini Gemini sun um so 
I would always read for Gemini in the horoscope uh, columns. But when I started to study astrology and really understand astrology, I realized that it's much, much more accurate to read for your ascendant or rising sign in, but just in those horoscope columns. Right. Um, so now I actually only read for my rising sign. Occasionally I'll look at my sun sign. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, and the reason for this is because when you look at your, um, your birth chart, we begin with the rising sign to the left is the first house cusp. So that, that just lines up much more accurately with the um, way that a, an astrologer will go about interpreting the sun sign column because when we're interpreting the sun signs, all of the planets are doing the same thing for everybody. Right. So, for example, um, today the sun is in uh, Leo and Venus is in Leo and, for example, all of the planets are going to be in those signs for every every zodiac sign out there. But the way that we interpret the different manifestations of that depends on how it lines up for each sign. Mm. And just suffice to say that it will line up more accurately if you're reading for your ascendant or your rising sign in the horoscope columns. So there's a big tip for you. Yeah, I actually, oh, you know, it's funny that you said that you love that question because I totally got that tip from you. Um, <laughs> oh, good. Excellent. <laughs> but I'm I started good work then. Yes, exactly. I started reading more for my rising sign and I felt like I just had so many like, aha moments. Like it yes. felt more on par for whatever I was going through, thinking about whatever in, in life at that time than my sun sign did. And that has made me wonder, oh, is that why some people may be very skeptical of horoscopes because they read their sun sign and it doesn't resonate with them. And it makes me wonder, oh, if they read their rising sign, would that, yes, would yes, that be different? Always, always going on about that because you'll definitely, it'll definitely be much more accurate for your birth chart your individual birth chart right um, so yes please do read for your rising sign um you've kind of touched on this a few times but what does it mean to be on the cusp right um to be on the cusp is actually quite rare one in 60 people are on the cusp mm. and to be truly on the cusp i have to go back to um talking a little bit about the degrees and the minutes that a zodiac sign moves through. So basically each sign, there's 30 degrees to each sign and the sun will move through those degrees, those 30 degrees until it gets to the next sign and so on. So to be on the cusp, you really have to be born at that zero degrees in between two signs mm. um, and that will occur... For about 12 hours, the sun will transition from one sign to the next, and that happens once a month. So there are a fairly small minority of people that are born in that window. Um, some people do believe that they will uh, carry the different characteristics of both signs, and I think that's highly possible. I think this area really needs a lot more research. Mm. Um but I don't think as many people are on the cusp as they think they are because the other thing to note is that the sun, it's not an exact, 
uh, movement that the sun will make with certainty every year on the same day. So, for example, uh, the sun can move from Gemini into Cancer on the 20th of June one year and then the following year the sun will decide that it's going to move from Gemini into Cancer on the 21st. Mm. So it can vary from um, year to year by a day, a uh, a day or two, and um, so it really depends on the exact year, like that moment of birth is so unique to you. You know, I'm always going on that it's uh, it's as unique to you as your fingerprint, your birth chart. Okay. So if you feel, for the listeners out there, if you do feel like you're born on the cusp, and the reason why people are confused as well is because a lot of astrology columns, sun sign columns, will state a, with different dates for each sign right right so uh one astrologer will say that gemini ends on the 20th of june and another astrologer will say that this gemini season will end on the 21st of june and the fact is they're both correct but it will depend on it for you it will depend on the year so you do need to then if you're born on the cusp please do get your um your birth chart calculated and you don't need to know your time of birth because the sun is not necessarily determined by the time of birth it's the day right. so i i offer a free birth chart service on my website astrotash.com so if you go on there you go to services and you click on the free birth chart you just type in your birth data and you'll see the degree that your sun was in at the time of birth and um, you'll see what sign the sun is going to be in for you. It's so cool. Birth charts are just so cool. <laughs> and I really are. urge someone to just go and look at the free one. If you then need more clarification, then you purchase one in Natasha's services because then she can break it down for you. But um, why, let's, why were I talking about your services? Why would someone have an astrology consultation? What do they get out of one of those? Yes. Um, well, look, someone might have tried more conventional methods without much luck and they're looking for something deeper. They may have gone and had some type of um, seen a psychologist to help them with certain issues throughout their life. Usually people come to an astrologer when they're at a crossroad or a crisis and that's when we can help to navigate through challenging periods and also to maximise uh, times of opportunity as well. Um, someone might be looking to set a date for a wedding or for surgery or often people uh, are looking to relocate and astrology can actually help with relocation because we can look at your astro map and see where you might be um, be happiest, be most successful in your career in different parts of the world actually. But I really love astrology as a tool to help you become the best version of yourself. I think it's for people who um, who are looking to maximise their strengths and minimise their weaknesses, and they're just looking for that that deeper layer. Mm. It's really almost like a, a personal development tool, in a sense. Yes, to just yes, really dive in and um, know all all of the parts to you that you probably knew, but you weren't always truthful about. <laughs> or, 
Yeah, it can be very reaffirming, I yeah. think, um, of, of who you are. And that, that does say a lot because it gives you the confidence then to sort of take a leap of faith, something that you've always felt uh, like a little spark inside of you if you want to move forward with a, an aspect of your life and astrology can reaffirm that for you and, and give you the confidence to make that move. Um, often people come for relationship issues and astrology can be wonderful to get an insight into a relationship or into a person that you're considering having a relationship with because we can look at a person's chart and couple that with a chart of a partner and we can see how two people are going to interact, how their uh, Venus signs, for example, are working together, how the Mars are triggering each other and so much more. People say to me, when it comes to compatibility, oh, um, I'm a Gemini and I'm with a, a, a Taurian, for example, and it's not fantastic. And I'll say, well, you know, what you really need to look at is your moon signs because in astrology, as we talked about the different layers of a person, the moon sign is a deeper layer yet again. So we're looking beyond the basic character or the personality and the moon sign gives us clues as to our emotional self. Mm -hmm. And that's very important when you're talking about relationships because you're looking at the emotional life together. Um, and, of course, Venus is love and that's going to give you big clues as to whether you're going to be compatible with someone if your Venus signs are talking to each other or screaming. Um, <laughs> and the Mars is sexuality. So all of these little intricacies, we can see how they interplay with two people. So this is where um, an astrology consult can be very helpful with relationships. Um you know, and there's always there's always a challenge as well. I, I don't think that we come into each other's lives um, in relationships if there's nothing to learn. So it can be helpful to get some clarification about, um, you know, how we can learn best from each other. Yeah, I think sometimes, let's say, even if a relationship fails, you've always taken something something, even if it's a small or big, away from that relationship. Um, so I love that you touch on that because definitely it's always a learning moment. I know that there's probably some oh, listeners. Yeah. Oh man. I can only imagine the, the charts and things that, that you've seen over your years and, and how it's affected people. But I know there's probably some listeners who are probably really on board with us and they're nerding out and they want to learn more about this. And then we might have some listeners, and don't worry, I'm not judging you if you're one of these, who are complete skeptics, which I get it, right? I, I understand. It's, it's okay to be skeptic. But how do you respond to the skeptics? I, I love a skeptic. I think it shows really independent, healthy thinking. And certainly if you've never looked into any topic before, then it's healthy to have a bit of skepticism. Mm. Um, so welcome skeptics. Um, I'd love to have a conversation with you. And I'd start by saying that astrology really has been around for eons of time. And some of our greatest philosophers 
And scientists and greatest minds of our time were actually astrologers. We're talking Plato, Socrates, Einstein, Newton. Um, so, you know, <laughs> us astrologers were in pretty good company. Yeah. And astrology has developed. It's developed and changed over time. I think that um, it was really regarded as a science back in ancient times and it was in fact taught in universities uh, with the advent of christianity astrology lost popularity and then it made a resurgence back in the 70s kind of with the hippie movement and i think this is where it, there there gets to be a little bit of confusion around astrology um, but of course look let's talk about the moon the full moon or the moon, controls the tides. So it controls our oceans here on earth. And we little humans here on earth are made up of approximately 70% of water. So I think that just stands to logical reason that uh, perhaps the moon is going to affect us in some way, considering our large percentage of water. Um, The menstrual cycle, for example, aligns with the moon's monthly revolution around the earth. It's the same amount of days. Mm. Um, in fact, at the time of the full moon, the emergency departments in hospitals gets really super busy. Yeah. And crime escalates. Yeah. Crime escalates the, around the time of the full moon. <laughs> yeah. Kids go crazy. They have extra and, energy. And cancer. Yeah. They do, they do. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the term lunatic is derived from the word lunar. Oh, it makes so much sense. <laughs> Yes. So, look, I understand that it's not everybody's cup of tea and um, that's absolutely fine, but I just encourage people to not discount it until they've had a look, especially beyond the sun sign interpretations. So, um, you know, and the sun sign interpretations can seem very generalised because we're categorising the entire population into just 12 categories. Mm. So, you know, I can understand that people would say, sceptics would say, well, how can all Geminis experience, you know, what's written here that's that doesn't make sense and that is far too generalised? And I'd say, yes, you're probably right, um, but that's where reading for your ascendant or your rising sign comes into play and also considering that um you know you need to give us astrologers a bit of a break because we have a certain uh, limit of space so i i usually pick one important aspect that i write about um if i were to write about everything that was happening for every sign i would just run out of time so i that's when my intuition comes into play and i choose one uh, one thing astrologically that I feel might be happening for each sign and that's what I choose to write about. But it might not align with everybody every time. That makes sense. And that's also where your birth chart mm. come into play because then you're getting that catered one-on-one in-depth insight into your life. And I love that you touched on all of these brilliant minds of of the past who studied astrology, who are astrologists. And not only that, but I think some people would be really surprised to know that people such as J.P. Morgan and, I mean, he, this guy's not right. a, a big fan, but even Hitler, like they were some people who used astrology to J.P. Morgan to build his business. Um, Hitler has been said to use astrology, which he used it in a very dark and, and way that is, I, no one I think would, agrees with, but of course to unravel his plan. 
So there are people who, there are billionaires and celebrities who use astrology. I've heard, and I don't know if this is true, but I have heard that Kylie Jenner um, uses astrology and that's how she landed on doing the Kylie lip kits because it, you know her astrologer told her to focus on lips and that came from her birth chart. So um, I just think it's really cool that- Oh, I love that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's 100% true, but I think it's cool <laughs> regardless. Um, I'm wondering, I'm struggling to sort of see where she'd gotten lips from. I can certainly imagine where she would have gotten a a beauty um, career. But yeah, exactly. But um, Nancy Reagan was also, apparently she had a personal astrologer. She was very much a proponent of astrology and also Princess Diana had a personal astrologer as well. I didn't know about Hitler, but J.P. Morgan, I think now I can't remember his quote exactly, but it was something along the lines of uh, millionaires use something or other and but a billionaire uses astrology. Yes. So he was obvious, he obviously made some money through astrology and there are uh, specialised financial astrologers. Mm. I'm not one of them, but uh, I do have a friend, a colleague who... Um, he trades in the share market using astrology and does does very well. That so uh, there are different areas of astrology that one can focus on. I like the psychological astrology myself and I do yeah. adore the birth chart. I love knowing what makes a person tick and seeing the cycles in their life and how that corresponds with the planetary cycles. But, uh, yes, all sorts of different types of astrology yeah, I love. Um, <laughs> beard off. I think it was topic, the day. I? <laughs> I think that the day that Mercury went retrograde in this past cycle, a J.P. Morgan cargo ship um, got busted, and it was uh, had a whole bunch of drugs on it. And when I read the article, I just kind of oh. giggled to myself because I was like, "Well, whoever's running J.P. Morgan now isn't using astrology." <laughs> like it was just like. Oh, I guess I guess they did wow. arts before doing that move, you know. But I was like, oh, right, Mercury right. Goes retrograde, they get busted for that. And I just thought that it was funny given that, you know, JP Morgan himself followed astrology. And I was like, oh, clearly whoever's doing it now isn't. <laughs> well, my astrology brains just clicked over and I'm thinking, well, that must have been something triggering his Neptune in his birth chart because Neptune represents escapism and therefore drugs and alcoholism so um in fact it can be a wonderful tool for people with that uh, sort of addiction we can look at how to uh, benefit that um how to strengthen that area but yes just um so many layers in light of what you've just said i think his his neptune was probably in trouble (laughs) maybe mercury was retrograding over the neptune or something horrible like that so Mm. crazy but okay so last question that's not good yeah right (laughs) last question how can our (laughs) listeners learn more about you and connect with you further Oh, thank you very much. Um, Look, I love my Instagram page. I'm on there every day. I love to do little daily blogs there. So that's at AstroTash. I'm also on Facebook at AstroTash and the website is AstroTash.com. And I do really want people to understand more about their birth chart. So do pop on there and get your free birth chart. And then hopefully if you know your birth time, you can start reading my horoscopes and um, getting a more accurate reading 
for yourself, which is really what I'm all about and bringing that integrity to astrology. So I want people to resonate with it and help them to improve their lives in one way or another. I love it. Natasha, you are so full of wisdom and light. Thank you again for taking the time to join me today. My absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I can't thank Natasha enough for staying up late to talk to me. I've provided links to Natasha's website and social channels on this week's episode notes found on mindbizlife.com. And while you're there, be sure to subscribe to episode updates that get delivered weekly straight to your inbox. Oh, and remember to connect with me on the Pattern app. Let's have some fun with astrology. I'll see you back here next week for another episode. But until then, remember, every level of life is an opportunity to grow. Be well, my friend.